0: What up, what up? It's DJ A.O. You're listening to part of my fresh radio right now, either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your preferred podcast platform happens to be. But do remember, this is a radio show and it drops every single Sunday on Mixcloud. Hit part of my Click PMF Radio every Sunday. Brand new music. We're having a good time. You should come chill with me. All right. We also drop two podcasts every single week on Monday. PMF Sports with Lloyd A. Thompson and Mad Mike. And on Thursday, PMF Wrestling. That's our pro wrestling podcast. Myself and Ronnie Andretti. Let's recap. Sunday, PMF Radio. Monday, PMF Sports. Thursday, PMF Wrestling, all right? Go to partofmyfresh.com, click whatever show you want to listen to, tell a friend to tell a friend. It's DJ A.O. Let's go. Start the show. All right, top of the top to everybody. It's part of my fresh radio. My name is DJ A.O. Back with another episode. It's the first interview that I've had for this brand new season, season two. It's episode number five. Um, So I have a lost interview quite a few episodes ago with the brother that's on the line. We ended up, I don't remember what that interview specifically was supposed to be talking about or covering, but it ended up being a good two, two and a half uh, hour conversation and none of it could be aired, so that's in the archives. But this brother that I have on the line right now is a a fellow creative, a fellow like-minded creator, you know, likes to create things from the ground up like myself. Um, A couple of years ago, we embarked on a nice tour. It was uh, him, myself, and B. Keys we embarked uh, on a tour with Sunreal, um, pretty much covering all uh, the bulk, two-thirds of North America, I would say, um, in and out of Canada and, and most of the states. Um, there's, a, there's a bunch I could say as far as the intro, but I figured we just get right to the shit. So on the line right now, I got my brother, Alan Brown, a.k.a. Al Man, a.k.a. Big Mate. What up, boy? <laughs>
1: hey, man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm humbled by such... Um a magnificent intro, man. I appreciate it. I'm proud and uh humbled to be here, man. Grateful.
0: Hey, man. I mean, you know, my platform is, is your platform all day every day. So, you know, you got a lot going on. Your your passport is looking pretty mean right now. You just got back into the states uh, a couple of days ago. So, uh how you feeling right now, bro? Um yo, I'm
1: um, I'm transformed. Um I think that's the that's the greatest uh, adjective I could really use for you know what what the experience was that i just embarked on and i just uh you know kind of came back from um it was a transformative experience um yeah i I, that's, I think that's the greatest word to use transformative
0: all right so for those that don't know what uh specifically you're talking about you just came back from a trip um to liberia in africa mm-hmm. um so let, let's just talk about like how that trip came about like you have family there you were born there right
1: Yes, so I, I um yo man I was born in nineteen ninety three. I was born in Monrovia, Liberia. Um and the story is is very deep. Um I was born ninety three in Monrovia and I was born during a civil war um between the government and the people of Liberia. Nineteen ninety six my mother so happened to win a visa lottery that granted us access to come to America and flee from the wars, the war-torn area that we were living in and we fled and we came to America. Um, so it's been about 20, 23 years since I last was in my home country and I've been living in America. Um, and I revisited my home country for the first time since I was three years old. and Yo, man! It it was it was crazy.
0: <laughs> it was crazy. That's that's nuts. That's nuts. I never knew that. Like I knew you were born there, but I didn't know the circumstances is how you uh, left there and came over here. So that's crazy. Um, did just going over there? Did any of it seem familiar? You know, as you haven't been there in so long, but did any of, any of it seem familiar, or did you recognize anything? Um, I mean, so I think I think.
1: Well, to answer your question, things. I was not um, too shocked by what I experienced when I got there. Yes, there were a lot of things that were unfamiliar, but being that I have a family lineage that keeps me engaged with the culture back home in Liberia, while I'm in America, I wasn't like completely like um, like shocked all the way out by what I experienced. Um because you know i see I see photos, I hear stories from um immediate family members that go to Liberia and reside in the state. They go back and forth, so they kind of keep me abreast with what's happening there, like kind of what the what the temperature what like what the the climate of the people the identity um the spirit of liberia they kind of keep me abreast with what's going on there so um I wasn't too like shocked. But there were a lot of things that were I was very unfamiliar with to answer your question. But yeah.
0: That's dope. So uh yeah, it was part of my fresh radio. We're talking to my man Alan Brown. You can follow him on social media at Al Man. Um, yo, what was the nature of the trip? Like what was uh the cause for you to to go back this time? Like why was this the time to go back?
1: All right. Um, so I went on the trip this time. Um it was it was a few reasons. Um, well, I went on this trip because I have um, I have family there that have been doing a, a ton of business in Liberia. Um, and the way how I've grown in my profession, they wanted me to come and, you know, identify some of the business opportunities that they were working on in Liberia and kind of give them a sense of thinking as to how they could expand it. Um, more commercialized ways that they could approach their business ventures and see if there was ways to bridge a gap in the you know American way of doing things versus how Liberians do things and if I could come in and provide a perspective of of, of them to, you know, approach their things in a different way. Um beyond that, um I myself wanted to visit the country one, I, I feel as though it was a getaway for me in thinking. Like in in my in my current, you know, like career where I'm just doing a lot of creative things and Um, I'm trying to find inspiration in new ways going. I felt like, especially with this project that I'm working on now, you know, pushing out this social scene project. Like I felt like in the midst of pushing out this work, I needed I needed a challenge and I needed a perspective that I had never really seen before as I was doing this. So going back to Liberia, it was a refurbishment refreshing way to appreciate my process appreciate the things that I had done up to this point see a new life of people and engage with new people to kind of revisit what I what I find important and what I value in on the American side and you know kind of rebirth what I'm doing so yeah I went over there for some business as well as I went over there just to kind of get, get a new perspective
0: got you now, if we're speaking business, we're speaking money. So what's the, what's the money conversion looking like?
1: Yo, it is wild. Um, dude, like, one U.S. dollar, right? At the time that I went, one U.S. dollar is equal to 210 Liberian Liberty. They call it, they call it Liberty. So the Liberian dollar is called Liberty. It, it's crazy. Like, it is nuts to think of. Like, I'm talking about, yo, I went and cashed out, you know, like, $20. And I had a wad, like I
0: had a stack. Right. A stack right. of, you know, just like bills. Yeah, because I saw, it, like, uh, I was following along on your IG story, which, by the way, like, you know, the best Instagram story while you were over there, I was watching that, like, I was watching TV, bro. And I was like, Biggs was watching, we were talking about, like, watching what you were putting up on your IG story. Um, so, yeah, like I remember, like one of the videos you were in. I think in the, in the car, and y'all, you know, whoever mm-hmm. you were with, you guys were just talking about the conversion and what this dollar equals to to liberty. Now that I know what it what it's called over there, that's crazy.
1: Yep, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it it it's really crazy. Um, backstory on Liberia. Liberia has very close ties to the United States. Um, you know, I meant Liberia to ask because like I,
0: the, the the similarities in the flag. So I meant to ask about that.
1: Yes. Yes. So Liberia was one of the first um, African countries colonized by Americans. Um, The flag is is very it resembles a flag very, very similarly, where the Liberian flag is identical to the American flag that it has. The red, white and blue has the stripes, but it only has one star instead of 50 stars on the American flag. So as well as backstory, Liberia was one of the places that um, the freed African slaves from America came back to when they returned to Africa after slavery. So, yeah, it's one of those situations.
0: (laughs) Got you. Got you. Got you. So let's talk about a little bit about the culture. What were some of the things that you were eating over there? What's the food like?
1: Yo, man, Liberia, you eat like I'm talking about it's rice, rice rice and something for <laughs> breakfast, lunch, tea and dinner.
0: Understood. It's
1: rice and something, but it's it, it's it's really like um the food is delicious. Um a lot of like you know a lot of I think things are made with a lot of um a palm oil. Uh palm oil um and it's it's really good. I think that the food is very fresh. Um I I can say that people wonder about my body structure and how I manage to kind of be so uh, I mean, to have, have a, the muscle that I have on my body I've had for a long time, right? And though I do work out whatnot a huge part of why my body is toned the way it is is because of my diet. That was, a, that was a low going key back flex. To Liberia,
0: that was a low key flex. I did uh, I did about 10 push-ups this week. I was a low key flex. I feel you.
1: Hey man, yo, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> go, go to Liberia. Go to Liberia for you know be about a month, and you'll start seeing some results, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so every everything is rice based, yeah, like all all of the meals is rice and something you're saying.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, like a lot of a lot of the cultural food is rice. Um, however, Liberia does have some diverse meal options, right? They do have Lao food out there. Um, there is actually um. There's there's a representation of Chinese culture in Liberia and Lebanese culture in Liberia as well. Um, a lot of people from the outside, like Chinese people, you know, come in to do business in Liberia as well as Lebanese people come into to do business in Liberia. So there are some some other restaurant options, but primarily if like, you know, you have a family member that's going to cook for you. Best believe you' about to get a plate of rice and some and some stew on the side of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let something stick to your ribs. I feel you. Now, uh, keeping up yeah, with, with the culture, like over here, as you know, um, very well, the internet. Like we're attached to the phone, we're attached to these, mm-hmm. you know, handful of apps. Is that the same? Did you find that to be the same over there?
1: Um, yo, man, Liberia is the, the Liberian people. Are at a disadvantage when it comes to access to information, Um, and here's why I say that. It's not that they're not. It's not that they're not uh, intelligent enough to go and seek the information. It's just that it's expensive for Liberians to have access to the information that we have in America. For instance, the telecommunications system in Liberia is very different than it is out here. Um, Everything is generated by these prepaid it's like a prepaid phone system right the, the smartphone in liberia has a capped limit of data because you are you are at the mercy of whatever data plan you buy on a card and you upload to your phone once that data plan is done you have to then go and recharge your phone data plan to have access to you know unlimited like internet stuff like that um so the so the people out there just like the first day I got out there, I asked some of like, uh, you know, my, my family friends and cousins or whatever if they knew who Kim Kardashian was. The video, I'm, you, if you were watching my story that time, you might have saw the response. And it was mind blowing to see that these dudes did not know who Kim Kardashian was. They they didn't. Like Kanye West dropped, um, Kanye, he dropped uh, Jesus is King when I was out there. I was asking, like, you know, one of my, my cousins out there, like, yo, like, can we listen to Jesus King? He's like, yo, what's that? Yeah, like, yeah. and I'm like, yo, it was mind-blowing, eh? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't really, it, it was hard to understand at first, but it really opened up, you know, like, my palate for understanding how large the world was and how on one side of the world, where we may glorify and uplift a certain person's topic, you know, place or thing, the other side of the world is completely oblivious to this thing. And it just shows like the nature of their issues are completely different. The nature of their concerns and their interests are completely different than what we may think about on this side. Um, and yeah, I think that's all kind of due to the disadvantage that they, that, that Liberian people have being that, that is it's so much more expensive to them to have the information that we have.
0: Got you. And that kind of leads perfectly into um, where I was going to go next, like, you know, a part of my fresh is pretty much built on music first and then, you know, branching off into yeah. different things. So what, like, are there, is there a music scene over there? Do they have artists that have become popular at all that they, you know, that's anything similar to what we would know over here? The,
1: the Liberian culture is definitely rooted in dance, in, like, dance music. Um, Afro beats is a leader of, of what the vibe is. Right. Like, right, right. and you can get a great indicator. You can get a really good indicator of what the music scene is like just by going out to a function or a party. Um, it, it's really something to see that the people out there, like even if, if you have like a, a lyrical rap, a lyrical rapper in Liberian culture is making dance songs. Right. It's crazy. Um, and, and yeah, like most times the, what they do in in most of the parties out there, you'll see that the music is accompanied with the music video, and in the music video, it's a lot of you know movements, a lot of cultural dances that are happening. Um, all the songs are very bouncy, very you know poppy, uh, Afro BS. You can hear like some cultural instrumentation used in the songs, but yeah, like you know the the, the music scene is hype. I mean, I think America. American artists now are kind of like scraping and taking notes out of the African music scene. One hundred percent. Because we're one hundred percent. You know how that's going, eh?
0: Yep. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's
0: that. I hear you. I mean, all in all, man, it, it sounds like it was a real a uh, real positive trip. How long were you over there all together?
1: Yeah, I was there for fifteen days, half a month. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's that's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. How's the trip back and forth? Like how long is the flight?
1: Flight like, um in the air altogether, about fifteen hours. Um, but we took a few different layover flights. We most times if you're if you're leaving from um, you know, like New York, New Jersey, you know, uh it'll be f you'll fly to like Brussels. Brussels will take you to like Sierra Leone, Freetown Sierra Leone, and um You'll get from Sierra Leone and go into uh, Roberts Airport, which is in Monrovia, Liberia. Um, so I think that's like the that's like a standard route that it'll it'll kind of lead you into that way. Got you. Yeah, man.
0: Got you. Yeah, we got uh we got Alan Brown on the line at Alabrandman on Instagram. Follow that guy. Um, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a a quick break now. If you're listening on Mixcloud, this is where we play music legally. Everybody gets paid. It's nice so yo what are you listening to right now like is there any one particular song or artist that you're vibing with right now and let's let's, let's put a let's get a song together lately i've been um i've been
1: listening to for some reason i found myself really liking uh, roddy rich right now um i like i like his vibe i like the one song that really got me on roddy rich was uh die young i mean i know it's a little it's a song that's like you know, it, 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 I know I, I may be stepping into a mainstream cultural vibe with that, and because like, I, I like to rock the boat, but Roddy Rich is really sitting on me. Like, in the car just now, I was listening to Roddy Rich.
0: Yo, here. so t- um, listen, bro, like, I'm, I'm. it's whatever you're vibing with, I'm about to play. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, li- I like Roddy Rich, man. Roddy Rich. he got a good song. Uh, Die Young is a really good song. Uh, I like, like, uh, Die Young.
0: All right, bet so as part of my fresh radio if you're listening on Mixed Cloud we're about to play uh, Die Young by Roddy Rich as per Mr. Al Brown's request if you're listening on any Appreciate other you. podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, so on and so forth we're going to hit a quick commercial break pay a bill and we'll be right back so we're going to talk uh, continue talking to Al we're going to talk about the brand new season for the social scene that's coming out drops on Black Friday bunch of information so we'll be right back after this All right, we're back. Part of my fresh radio is DJ A.O. Uh, make sure you follow me, by the way, at DJ A.O. P.M.F. Instagram, Twitter, and of course, at part of my fresh and part of my fresh.com. Um, I'm on the line right now with Alan Brown, a.k.a. al Man at al Man on Instagram. Um, we started the show off talking about his trip to Liberia. Let's uh, let's pivot real quick. And talk about something that you've been working on for a long time. We're getting into Season 2 of something that you've been working on, actually. And it's called The Social Scene. Um, that drops. You have a, a, a screening and a premiere party on um, Black Friday in New Jersey. Um, all information for that is at uh, socialscene.com. Pardon me, socialpushclub.com. And then all of the information for the event is at socialscene2.eventbrite.com. And, of course, follow... Uh, all of those socials on the gram as well. Um, let's talk about like season one first. So, just talk about a, a, a synopsis of what the social scene series is. Um,
1: the social scene series is is a mirror. Is, is, a, is a look into um, how socialites balance social media along with their real lives. Um, and it's a spoof. It's a it's a it's a humorous way of Showing people how they look when they do when they do certain things um, in real life that are that are byproducts of the things that that they're approached with on social media.
0: So, like, what's the difference? I guess um, the differences are some of the things you've been trying different that separate season one from season two.
1: Um, so season one from season two is night and day, right? Um, I, it's crazy. I, I published a video earlier today about you know that that shows. The, the teaser trailer from season one versus the teaser trailer for season two. And I think the biggest thing that jumps out is that season two is a lot more uh, narrative-based. It, it, it's a conversation piece within itself about it conveys actual scenes, showing people in their element and showing how people, look like showing an audience how people look when they're doing certain things versus not just talking about it, which season one was. Season one was more interview, like social commentary-based, um, like 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 snackable, uh, buzzfeed guy code-like kind of content. And season two, takes the the approach of putting you putting putting our actors, well, our pretty much like the people that are get our guests on the show, putting them. In situations, in scenario-based situations, where they had to convey a real-life emotion about something um, and how they would react to something that they were impacted with in real life, but stemmed from a social media approach. Got gotcha. right. So I think that's a major difference.
0: Got gotcha. you. Now this is a uh, it's episodic. You dropping everything in one time, or you dropping one by one? We are gonna. I'm, I, <laughs> A, that is a great question because
1: right now, myself and the team, we're figuring out if we want to drop it for the binge watchers all at once, or we want to do something creative and be able to have each event celebrated within itself with with an event. We want to have each episode celebrated within an event format, so it's either we drop at all of them together and just allow people to, to to digest everything at once or we drop each event we drop each episode and then have an event attached to the episode that our audience can actually come and celebrate and watch the the episode with us and kind of turn up, have a little kickback, hang out. So I, I in the next week or so I'll know, but I gotta kinda of sit back down with the team and figure out, you know, how to go about that
0: got you uh, you mentioned a team like how big is the team that you uh work with on this I
1: have um I have a support group of of about eight people that are you know very much on the organizational on the or, on the organizational side but I'm not gonna say I'm limited to this eight person support group I have an extensive network of people that have just been um supportive of um, of the show and kind of of me and challenging me to complete the show. Um, one thing from season one to season two, our cast size almost doubled, right? Season one, I went and I solicited about 23 individuals that I wanted to bring into studio and pick their brains about social media driven topics within culture. And I did that. Season two, I wanted to take the, the show up a notch. And I wanted to kind of dot the dot, dot the I's and cross the T's that I didn't dot with season one. So I brought on 52 people um, that were a part of the cast in season two. And what helped me to manage this group of people? One, I want to throw a name out there. I want to definitely show some love to Zayna Allen, who is the associate producer of the show as well as um, she served as, like, a production manager and was was hands-on in organizing and managing all the people and all the moving parts Um, and and, and was a bridge that allowed me to be head down and focusing on the creative side as, you know, everything in terms of, like, the logistics and the communications within the team happened. Um, So that was a pivotal part, man. I I definitely want to say I don't want to miss out anyone that participated in this. Um, but yeah, yo, from season one to season two, man, I just, we had a lot of love. We had a lot of support, bro.
0: Yeah, I hear that. How long did it take to put everything together?
1: Um, you know, I worked on this show about a year and nine months. Like I'm talking about from like, from, 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 from ideation to export to like promote to like presentation from ideation to presentation thus far has been about a, like a month and uh, a, a year and nine months it's taken to get all, everything together. Um, from casting, to, we threw a casting party, which was crazy.
0: <laughs> I'm trying no. to remember th- th- there was something that I came through, which by the way, I ended up getting a shit ton of uh, easy pass tickets, just trying to make it to your neck of the woods in Jersey <laughs> and coming back it got nasty for a second i had to I had to shake shit up over at the easy pass but um <laughs> was that i, I, I believe was that the casting party was that something was that what i what i came out to cuz there was something i, I don't What'd remember you, it was a while ago yes the event that you came to that wasn't the casting party
1: that event was called a uh, two social
0: right 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 okay um, okay
1: yep the two social event was a collaborative event between the social push club and the an organization called Exclusive Media. And that was more more or less a like a social networking event. Um that was the first one that we launched in twenty eighteen. And that was kind of like reinventing ourselves and kind of getting us back on the scene with our event, uh with like through our event channel. So that's what you came out to and that was the two social one. More like a social networking event mixer just for creators to come out and kind of vibe and, and get a sense of how we were doing things for the year 2018.
0: Word, yeah. Yeah, man. I I don't even I'm I'm surprised I didn't mention I'm driving, man, and I'm just passing these toes or whatever. Easy pass <laughs> clapped me a couple of times and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Next thing you know, I get it got it got crazy. It got crazy. Um, we talk often about just about uh structure, creative structure, business structure. So let's talk about how these different shows and and projects that you're working on how they all work together you know under one like one body you know what i'm saying like how do all of these things that you're working on and juggling interact with one another right um i think
1: i think the best way to try to describe um the system that i'm building is essentially i have the Social Push Club will serve as sort of a hub for content and events to be produced, right? And all of these different shows and all of these different content series, segments, and individual forms of art that are produced and presented underneath the Social Push Club are housed on the Social Push Club network, Um, as well as we produce events the beauty of us producing events along with content is that we, they go hand in hand at our events, We, we promote and push out and, and make sure that we expose our content on screens or on, you know, projector screens or, you know, monitors in the venues or whatever. We make sure that we kind of keep reiterating that we want you to come to our event, be exposed to the experience that we'll put you through. But, Oh, by the way, check out some of the content that we produce and when you go home you can check it out on youtube watch our instagram content and just kind of be in the world of the social push club and see how we see things and how we want to be able to present and communicate our culture to the world so the the huge audacious goal is um sort of like a streaming service and that and i think that is what we will end up leading towards right becoming a streaming service that houses all of our own original content.
0: And hey man, like you, we we again, like I mentioned, we talk, you know, pretty at any time we hop on the phone, man. It's a lot of a lot of that kind of conversation, figuring out like you know, I I tend to lean towards a lot of audio production, whether it be music production or podcasts or some kind of long form audio. And you more with uh, you know, visuals. But at the end of the day, it's always it's it's very similar. We're all trying to figure out, or both of us are trying to figure out, you know, what we're doing and what's the next move, what's next, what's coming up, you know, what where are we gonna be in the next week, month, year, whatever. And you know, I'm just I'm happy to 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 see this, this brand new series or brand new uh season rather come to fruition. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Um, I definitely encourage everybody that's in ear's reach right now to check that out. And um, I'm looking forward to it, bro. So congrats on that drop. I humbly,
1: humbly appreciate you, man. And a, you, if, if, if this show goes to a season three, I definitely am going to need your presence because there's a whole lot of tomfoolery on the internet. And I think <laughs> with you in the full fold, we need to spoof this stuff, right? We We need to make sure that the representation of your social life being online can be in this show in some way, shape or form. Cause it's a whole lot that we need to exploit about social media culture.
0: Hey man, you already know any, anything you need from me is considered done. Absolutely.
1: Beautiful. Yes, 100%. Sir. Yes. Sir. All
0: right, so uh, is anything that you want to leave uh, the audience with right now? Any, any last couple of words, anything else you want to let them know?
1: um i yeah man um i think i think the just just a a wrap up my final word um you know i hope everyone can you know look deeply within the things that um not just myself but like you any i'll speak for you know not just myself but you and i right because we're we're both individuals that you said you know again like we're very much um forward-thinking guys that Uh, we tend to act very quickly. We tend to act very aggressively to attain certain things and bring to life certain things so that we can take ownership of them before the next person thinking like us can do that. I think that's a, a commonality between us both, right? And for us, it's like we produce things and to what we're doing, they may seem like they're getting lost in the world of things. But literally all we're doing is just claiming our ideas by pushing them forward so that when they rise and when they surface and when the industry that we're that we've been trying to create for years ahead of people, when the industry finally forms, our content will be like saturating this place from years in advance because people were so late to the party. So. I just say, you know, in my final words is that, um, you know, just continue to see what they don't do, what they want, and you will have what they can't. Um, and with that, watch the social scene. Um, shout out to all my people in Liberia. Shout out to, um, anyone that's trying to pursue a goal, a dream. Um, shout out to all the artists that we work with. Shout out to the whole, you know, whole fam and get yeah, mad. Just keep grinding. You know what I mean, just keep grinding
0: thousand percent, he is at Al the Brand Man on Instagram. You can find the Social Scene at Social Scene Series on Instagram. My name is DJ AOS at DJ PMF. and of course at Part of My Fresh PartofMyFresh.com. For those that know and those that don't, this show uh, usually drops every Sunday. We'll figure out how we're going to implement this podcasting, but uh, Part of My Fresh Radio regularly is on Sundays. Part of My Fresh Sports. With Lloyd A. Thompson and Mad Mike drops on Mondays on all podcast platforms. And of course, part of my Fresh Wrestling on Thursdays, me, myself, and my man, Ronnie Andretti. Follow the guy, at Allibrand, man. Look out for the social scene. Appreciate y'all listening. Peace.